game number six against the Phoenix Suns. Loss. Big loss. 27-pointer. Big old fat 27 job done by the Dallas Mavericks at home. And I'll say this. You know, when the, the Phoenix Suns lost game five to the Dallas Mavericks in Dallas, I was frustrated. I was pissed. Matthew, when I when I look at this game, I'm just disappointed, man. I'm just disappointed that in a closeout situation for the Phoenix Suns, they came out as flat as they did, as uninspired as they did, and played in such a manner that is forcing a game seven. And, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, the Mavericks have the best player in the series on their team, and that's what you want going into a game seven. Yeah, I guess they do. Um, going back to the finals, when we just couldn't close it out against the uh, the the Bucks, it was like, you know what? Just can't keep up with Giannis. Giannis just took over that series. Mm-hmm. He was unguardable. But in this series, I just, these losses, especially this one, I'm just like, what is it? I mean, of course, this is a CP3 games where he just can't show up. But like, other than that, I'm just like, what is it? It has to be fixed. Because I've never seen this where in between... The, the different home games, like the Suns come out, they they killed in game five, game six tonight, they come out. And it's almost like they're waltzing through the game and they're just like, yeah, it's it's a loss. And the second quarter is like, yep, this is a loss. Sorry, it's a scheduled loss, Suns fans. Like, yeah. they just can't tell us, but they're walking around. They know it's already going to be a loss. It's the weirdest thing. I cannot fucking understand this. Thing. I've never seen a team as schizophrenic as the Phoenix Suns are right now in this series. I just, I've never seen it. I've never seen a team that is so dominant and so complete when they play at home. And when they go on the road, they're disengaged. They're Mm -hmm. throwing the ball away. They're turning it over Uh, bad turnovers too. bad. Not like, you know, it's not like a bunch of these plays were forced by the Mavericks and like they got into passing lanes. Now, granted they did, but there's some where we're just like throwing it right at them and they catch the ball. They're like, oh shit, how the you know, how yeah. how how did I how did I get the ball? And it's just it's frustrating because now we put ourselves in a situation where we have to watch a game seven, which is the most stressful shit ever. Because you talk about every possession counting during the playoffs, every possession counts in a game seven. And if you go forth and play like you did tonight. If you go out against the Dallas Mavericks, I don't care if you're at home or not. If you go out against the Dallas Dallas Mavericks and you turn the ball over like the Phoenix Suns did tonight 22 times, you deserve to lose, and we deserve to have our season over. And, again, credit to the Dallas Mavericks. They brought the energy necessary. They hit their wide-open threes. The Suns didn't. And they leave with a 27-point victory in a crucial game six. And again, I'm not even mad. I'm just disappointed, man. Yeah, and um, this is by far the worst game I've seen. But Juan, really quick, Juan Arenada says uh, this is by far the worst game I've watched the Suns CP3 era. And I feel like every time the Suns lose in the playoffs, oh, I don't, I don't know why I pulled that up. And well, I don't know Spencer how to get Dimble, rid of it. you're just killing it, dude. <laughs> I don't even know how to get rid of it. I'm so pissed right now. There you go, boom, boom. There you go. I'm like deleting things on the side while you're talking. I'm so <laughs> oh pissed. Oh my god, that was awesome. But yeah, so every game that the Suns lose, this these players are always the worst games, right? It's always like what like the Suns can't play any worse than that, and they top it off the next time they lose. <laughs> I know, right? I'm serious. And every time you see a tweet when the Suns are losing, 
in our when the series is tied two to two or else you know they're up three to two and then they after this game we're going to see tweets still it's going to be like you know that was the worst of sons to play they haven't played their best ball yet but we'll see what happens after this i still believe in them it's like it's always tweets like that from everybody but when's it going to stop to where they show up like this i get missing shots but just i don't know i'll tell you what you It'll know long you, pod, you, you look all over the, or holistically at this playoffs for the phoenix suns and they're seven and five i mean they're they haven't played any consistent stretch of no. dominant basketball at any point in this playoff run and last game was awesome you're like hey this is Looks like the Phoenix Suns are back. They're playing some defense. Like, that's the team we know. And they come out today, and they can't play defense. They can't play offense. They're walking through the motions. And again, you just leave disappointed. So plenty to talk about on this edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast. We thank you if you're joining us, whether you're watching along live or you're listening at a later time and date. Uh, Go Suns, but fuck, man. Game seven, like not not any kind of fun. So make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. You can follow me on Twitter at Darth Voida. You can follow Matthew on Twitter. I'm Matthew Lissy. And you can follow the, the show at Suns Jam. We had a another engaging Twitter space during really good. halftime. It was really good. Some great Rock observations on. by the Jamsters who rose their hands and said, hey, I got a, I got a couple points of view. Uh, we appreciate one that more every very, time, very much. right? I feel like it's one more jamster every time. One, yeah. one new one. People are getting a little so bit more confident. You know, like, you know, yeah. I got, hey, I got if I can, say. if I can talk, you know, just anybody can fucking do this. All right. <laughs> well, let's pop open a beer. Let's do it, dude. Oh, let's talk about this game. One thirteen to eighty six. The Phoenix Suns don't score over thirty points in any quarter in this game, and it brings me to my first question. Matthew, I got to ask. Matthew, I got to ask: Is CP three done? Is he done? Good question. This is uh, something that he's probably being asked right now. Hey, what's up? Because I don't know if the last post game, the last loss, or even last game, no one's brought it up, right? No one's even asked yeah. him. Is something wrong tonight? Something's wrong. I think the assists are usually there, but man, he when when you want to trust on a guy, a guy that you know led us to this sixty four uh, win game season, just like alongside Devin Booker. When Devin Booker's having a good first quarter, and the second quarter you have Chris Paul come in and you can't trust him, and then the rest of the game you can't trust him. It just reminds me of last year, and I was thinking too, and I'm, I'm going to ask you back, when when was it last year when we were kind of asking like, hey, can we replace Chris Paul with Cameron Payne? Because Cameron Payne at one time, remember in the playoffs, mm-hmm. he was playing really good, and Chris Paul was playing like this, and we're like, can we just have him take Chris Paul's minutes? And it's like it's, like it's happening again, and it's yeah. probably an injury, right? Or what yeah. is it? Well, it, it's got to be at this point, because over his last four games, he's averaging 9.3 points, 6.3 assists, and 4.5 turnovers. And yes, the Mavericks are doing a great job defending him. But it looks like he's hurt again. We've seen this, Chris Paul. Yeah. We saw it in the NBA Finals last year. And at some point, he is going to have to answer those questions. At some point, we're going to have to hear the answers. And it looks like it's going to be sooner than later because it looked like he fucked up his hand at the end of this game. There was a play in which Jay Crowder you know, pushed through a defender, 
Uh, Frank Nidalkina fell into Chris Paul, and instantly he grabs his right hand. And he's looking at it like it's a broken hand or a sprained wrist or something. Right wrist, of course, shooting one. So not only was he hurt, but now you have a potentially hampered Chris Paul who we going into game seven, and you just you you don't know what to expect. You know, and he has played like complete ass these past few games. And yeah, I, I like I'm trying to think if there was any play in the Pelican series that he could have potentially hurt himself or in the uh, the first two games. And I'm just like, I, I don't recall any specific play or any, you know, time where I, I thought he might have hurt himself. But the way that he is playing, he is definitely he definitely appears to be hampered. You know, in this game, he's four of seven, so he's not shooting the ball. Three of five from beyond the arc, five turnovers with the 13 points, and five, or he has more turnovers than assists in this game. Five turnovers, four assists. It's just like, I, I, I don't know what to think. I don't know what to say. Chris Paul's either. performance is unbelievably concerning to me. Unbelievably yeah. concerning. Cedar Stone says we will get Scott Foster in game seven. You know what? I don't think Chris Paul really needs any help right now in sucking, right? I mean, I know, it, right? It might, you know what I mean? I mean, that can't really be the excuse if we go in the next game and we lose this because even last year, Chris Paul didn't look this bad. This is like something's up with his legs or something, but still, I mean, in the third quarter, when he starts to bring the ball down, I'm like, so we're down by 20 and we're just going to like stand around and wait this game out. Like we're going to have him back down the ball like he's trying to break into a door every time he's trying to get the ball past half court. And then once that happens, all, all hell breaks loose for the Suns offense where we just turn the ball over and he's throwing it to the that, to the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. Jam, Sham it is. Uh, Booker in the second half. So, I mean, it, it spreads. I feel like I seriously, I think we I brought this up in the Twitter spaces where mm -hmm. I was like, are we – are we looking at the Suns team and they're kind of looking for Chris Paul for that motivation? And it's not there, right? Booker started yeah. good, but then Booker had a terrible game the rest of the game. But when you're watching Chris Paul just bring the ball up, it's painful. It's like trying to help your uh, your step pep like to the bathroom. It's just like you know, if you're doing this every day, you know, it's not going to be the great for <laughs> that great for your emotions throughout the rest of the day. So they need something to boost their morale. I'm sure next game they'll win, but. This was bad. Well, I mean, to that point, I mean, you look at the opposition in this series. You have Luka Doncic, who picks his team up motivational-wise, you know? And Chris Paul, like you said, every time there's, there, there's a camera shot of Chris Paul, his head's down. He's got that look yeah. on his face like I feel right now. Just like no emotion, <laughs> exactly. very melancholy. That's yes. how he's looked this entire series. Something's up there. Something is up with Chris Paul. It's not and his family thing, right? No, I can't. I honestly, because I he sucked before that. I mean, yeah, he was sucking before, you that, know, so. I mean, it's just, it's been a bad series for him. It's been a bad playoffs for him. Again, he had, he's had these great moments and you're like, okay, this is vintage Chris Paul. And then he turned 37 years old. And it's like, I don't know, honestly, what happened? You know, I wrote that piece for Brightside. Will the real Chris Paul please stand yeah. up? And I stand by it. Cause it's like there, he still hasn't provided us any performance since game two to give us any hope. And now going into a game seven, again, potentially hampered. And even if even if he didn't have a hand injury like he appeared to sustain at the end of this game, I would be worried. Now I'm fucking terrified. And I, I'll tell you this, like, uh, this is a crazy question to ask, but I got to ask it. Is it the worst thing in the world if Cameron Payne starts game seven? <laughs> you know? You know Maybe, yeah, you know what? I think Chris Paul starts, but if it gets bad, you just got to put him in the corner again. I don't think you take him out. Um, but even Jam, I was just going to bring up, maybe he made a deal with Satan. 
says Jam in the chat. And I was going to say <laughs> for that last game in game two, it seems like he sold his soul for that one game. And ever since then, he's just everything's kind of left his body. Um, I want to go as far as to start campaign just because campaign hasn't been playing well. You even saw him come in tonight and look like kind of dog crap. I know he's so, like falling on the ground and like, just, yeah, again, he was on skates for his like own kill. <laughs> so Aaron <laughs> Hall is going to start game seven for us. Aaron Hall, just play his ad. I don't care. Just play him. Jeez. I mean, it's, it, it's kind of come to that point, which again is just like unbelievable to me that we are even entertaining that kind of idea but again, you know, so like Coach Fallen Founder says in the chat, uh, starter cam is better than bench cam. And if you take a look at, you know, remember the the, the time in which yeah. you and I referenced in which we talked about campaign as a starter was that time when he was performing well with Chris Paul out, when Chris Paul had uh, the wrist injury, right? So you actually, if you take a look the, uh, this season for campaign as a starter, you know, 12 games he played, 14 points per game, nine assists, four total rebounds, three-point percentage, 35%. And you look at him as a reserve, 10 points a game, 3.8 assists, 2.8 rebounds. Uh, and, you know, the big thing is I just – his shooting goes down when he's a reserve versus when he's a starter. So yeah. the fact that we even have to have this conversation, it just – I feel defeated. I feel defe- – and that's how a lot of the Suns fan base feels right now. You know, shout out to So Says Jay. You know, we always positive, positive vibes only is like his his Twitter handle thing right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and I wish I could just have that attitude right now. It's like I got to eat some gummies or something to just be like, <laughs> just be like, whatever, man. You know, but it's just like I just the realism part part of this is we are the better team. We're the deeper team. But when, yeah, for we the are. schizophrenic sons, when they go to Dallas, the role players don't play well. Uh, conversely, they give up points to the opposition you know look at the role players tonight for the phoenix suns total points 17 six from tory craig in the in the 15 minutes that he that didn't count that didn't count no cameron johnson five on one of five shooting landry shamit two on one of six shooting you know bismack biombo four on two of four shooting you know conversely you have spencer dinwiddie getting 15 points for them maxi cleaver getting nine points for them three from uh, Davis Neanderthal Bertans, you know, I mean, they ugly just, motherfucker. Sorry, he, he is. He is man. just. He could be. Usually, a I don't go after people. Like, he's seven feet though, so it doesn't hurt him. He can be ugly, but he is just. He is just nasty looking, man. I'm sorry. Usually, like tall white dudes, it's you can't be that ugly. <laughs> I don't know what happened to him. He's the missing link, man. That's yeah. what it is, is. He's the missing link. But the other side of this conversation comes down to the performance of, you know, the other guard. Big Dick Booker. And this game was one of the worst Booker performances of the playoffs. Six of 17 from the field. Took him 17 shots to get 19 points. Uh, And seven of those came from the line because he just started throwing himself into defenders, trying to get calls, trying to do anything in that third quarter and fourth quarter. Uh, but he had eight turnovers, Matthew. Eight turnovers for Devin Booker. I mean, th- here's here's what's happening with the Dallas Mavericks right now. What they what they've understood is CP3 is compromised, so they don't have to spend as much energy. They're they're going to pick him up ninety four feet, let him get past the the time stripe with fifteen seconds left left almost every time, 
They shade off of him, and then anytime Booker gets the ball, they just blitz him because they know that CP3 is hampered. So they can focus all their energy on Devin Booker. We've seen this before. The Milwaukee Bucks did this when Chris Paul was injured in the finals last year. And then you make Booker have to overwork. They're blitzing him five feet in front of the three-point line, and he's not trying to fight through anything, and they have the length to stop it. And that's why the Suns are turning the ball over at such a high clip. That's why they're not getting into their offense is because of that reason. Yeah, one more thing about Chris Paul, though, really quick. Ordinary or average guy says CP3 looks like President Biden. Left or right, that's pretty funny. PB3, we can start calling him that if you guys want. Uh, <laughs> but um, uh, I'm not political. I just thought that was really funny. It's funny. Um, so first quarter, great, right? Second quarter, scoreless. He doesn't score another point yeah. to almost three minutes left in the third. It's insane because even the turnovers, we talked about the Suns as a whole, turning the ball, they were just throwing it to the Mavs. And I want to give credit to the Mavericks. It's funny when you look at the Twitter, uh, on Twitter, and you look at like KOC sending stuff off, just like actually watching the game and not being a Suns fan. He's just like, great job by the Mavs here. Great job there. Watching it as a Suns fan, you're just like, what the fuck, book? Like, what the fuck was that? Again and again and again. He was trying harder. He wasn't playing as bad as the other guys, but he couldn't get his shot to go down. And it seemed mm-hmm. like a lot of Suns players just, I mean, Mikhail Bridges obviously couldn't get anything. But when Book goes scoreless in the third where he's Mr. First and third quarter, you know you're in trouble, especially with Chris Paul. And he said all the energy is on Booker to stop this guy. And there's nothing that he could really do more. I I want to say it was a bad game by him with the turnovers for sure. It was terrible. But his shot just wouldn't go down either. He had those wide open uh, threes in the first half. I think it was the first quarter, second quarter, just back to back wide open threes mm-hmm. and missed them. Yep. Cameron Johnson, same thing, but book needed to be that guy in the, in the third quarter, like last third quarter, last game where he came in and just took over. We needed that because we needed yes. that exceptional performance from him to move on to the next series. And it just, it wasn't there because too much pressure put on him because you even say Luca's the best player in the series. He is for sure. I might joke around and say Booker is, but we all know Luca is. We need Chris Paul and Devin Booker together to defeat Luca. And it's just, it sucks that Chris Paul is playing the way he is because Booker relies on him heavily. That just so is the rest of the team. Absolutely. And when you're hampered or one of your players is hampered, it allows the defense to do what they did tonight. And I mean, eight turnovers is just ridiculous. Yeah, that's... You know, and, and as a team, 22 turnovers led to 29 points for the Dallas Mavericks. And again, kudos to them. They had seven turnovers, and they only gave up six points off those seven turnovers. But through three quarters, they only had four, you know? Or less than that, they had two. They had two turnovers through three quarters. They took care of the ball tonight. That's what you're supposed to do. And typically when that happens, you're going to win, especially in the playoffs, and the Phoenix Suns, again, you, the Dallas Mavericks forced them into those situations. I truly believe that. You know, some of it, the CP3 stuff, a lot of it was him just throwing dumb passes and just not seeing the floor. That's the crazy thing about CP3 right now. He's just not seeing the floor. Like, all they're doing on the weak side is getting low and just waiting for him to throw it across, and then there's picking off the pass. Like, you know, he's, they're mm-hmm. Deion Sanders or something out there. And, like, he just doesn't really see the the floor right now something's in his head he's thinking about something instead of in fact what's going on in the court and i hope that like all this changes in game seven he comes out and with his great cp3 game you know and, but the that's fact what we that, keep waiting for right? yeah you keep waiting for it <laughs> yeah though. that's the crazy thing is we're continuing to wait for it you know uh i, I was excited when this game started because the suns were originally going to wear their orange jerseys they changed Thank to God. white jerseys they're orange and gonna be burnt seriously Burn those fuckers, Throw those, man. mother. Yeah, throw the Suns away. jerseys look nice, and I was like, hey, 
we're going to win this game now. The, the white jerseys come out and they just get obliterated. Yeah, you can see their shirts tucked in uh, to the uh, to the shorts. It's so weird. I hate that. Does that bother you when you see their jerseys tucked into their shorts? Not not at all. Okay. All. Never even thought about it. Never thought about it. I just thought this team's <laughs> been garbage in orange jerseys throughout the entire True. Uh, postseason. Yeah. You know, but uh, so one guy who we talked about a lot at the Twitter space at halftime. You know, the, the frustrating part about this game was the fact that the Suns in the first half appeared to pay, be playing like rope-a-dope, right? Like they were right there and, and you were just waiting for them. It, it seems like they were trying to feel out the opponent and what they were doing to their detriment was seeking out matchups rather than just trying to execute their offense. So they were running themselves off threes because they're like, oh, well, if I, you know, if we go uh, Mikhail Bridges and we, we see that Brunson's going to be on him, that's a that's a plus matchup. So we're going to try to uh, exploit that. And ultimately, you know, Brunson is a solid defender. He's a, he's a, he's a little brick shit house. And you get Mikhail Bridges getting to the mid range and missing his his uh, mid range shots and such. But DeAndre Ayton was the guy who we were talking about on the Twitter space at halftime. Like, why are we just not pounding the ball to Da? Why isn't just like Da City right now? Now half of that mm-hmm. is the fact that again the, the Suns couldn't just they couldn't pass the ball. You know, in the first half they had eight eight turnovers, and yeah. they yeah. just they they couldn't get the ball into any kind of offensive rhythm to get DA involved. But when they could in that first half, he was five of seven from the field. He had 10 points. He had five rebounds. He ends the game as a high score for the Phoenix Suns, 21 points, 11 rebounds, 10 of 16. And we talked about it a lot on the last podcast, right? It's not all about the box score with DA. It's what did we see? He backed up that 21 and 11 tonight. I thought he had a fantastic game and he could have had a better game if the Phoenix Suns won fed him the ball a little bit more. And two, if he made some of his fucking free throws, because he was what? One of four from the yeah, line. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, one of four. I just, I, that kind of stuck out too. Yeah. Um, You know, he he was kind of passive in the beginning, but to start the game, he looked really great. Um, He had like three boards within one minute. One of them was actually a put back offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, oh yeah, here we go. DA's touching the ball a lot. That's what he needs to get into these games. And it's perfect. But then he kind of like laid off the pedal a little bit. He was really hesitant on shots in the paint. And like, Oh my, like I'm repeating myself like all season long all saying season this stuff, long. but he was really hesitant on some of the shots that are usually like, his it's the floaters. pump fake thing. Like, why is he doing the pump fake thing? I don't know. Ah! I, I, I have no idea, dude. Cause this is one thing that just has to be fixed. I think he had two possessions where they dumped in the ball and it was actually after Bismack came in, Bismack came in in the first looked really great. And he showed DA like, Hey, as soon as you get the ball, just put it up on the rim. Put it in there, and he did that. Like Bismack's really good at going up to get the ball, yeah. And they pass it down to him, and just going straight up for the for the easy two. He showed da da came in and did that a few times, and he looked great. But then, I think when the Suns get down, especially like in the playoffs, dude, it's so crazy when they're down by ten or fifteen points. They kind of go away from it. They try to feed da, but it seems like they try to make up too many points. Of course, like so quickly within one mm-hmm. possession, right? Yeah, they're doing the three point shooting shit. Yeah, it, which they haven't done all year. It just seems so fragile where it's like, if we don't score this possession, it's over. You know what? You can just see it in their body language where they're out there and they're trying to get to the DA. They're trying to do something and they're doing too much. And they're just trying to make up for that because they know like Dallas is going to go on a run. Dallas can't stop making their threes. The crowd's going crazy. So then I think that kind of gets in DA's head a little bit too. The stats look good for DA. It does. It just, mm-hmm. whenever this team is just so off, it doesn't matter from that point on when they're down by that much. That like especially going into halftime, it doesn't matter what he does anymore because he'll get his two points 
but then the Mavericks will just come down and score like six, six, you know, six points in a row. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's so quick for them to turn it around for the Dallas Mavericks to like kind of match his two points, and they just couldn't get out of the way. But that one dunk by Da on Luca, where Luca got elbowed, and yeah. then he gets the technical, and then Luca yeah, for, for in the fourth like, quarter. Yeah, like, and then apparently Luka has after the same you thing. dunk. You shouldn't. Yeah, Luca does it after every every. Play. Yeah, he does it. He and flexes. Got the, he looks at the guys and he talks shit. And like, like DA, what is that? Da dunks. He just I looks down. That. I loved it too. But he just you knew know? it wouldn't go anywhere because in any kind of momentum that you can gain from that, the Suns just just like, nope, they put it right out. Like, let me just lick my finger. It's just well, put that well, out. Well, put that well, match and, out. And dude. what they do is they allow the Dallas Mavericks to manipulate them on defense to get open three point shooters. You know, because again, in this game, you look at it, 16 made threes on 39 attempts, 41%, which again is 6% above the average for the, the Dallas Mavericks. And, you know, Reggie Bullock, 5 of 11 from beyond the arc. That guy was 0 for 5 in game in game 5. Yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, 0 for 5. You have uh, Luca went 2 for 8, pretty typical for him, but 3 for 5 for Maxi Kleba, 5 for 7 from beyond the arc for Spencer Denwitty. And all these shots are wide open shots. Because it's drive and kick, drive and kick until you got that get that open shot, and they're the Suns are just not rotating, you know. And it's so funny because like in literally in game five they were. It's just like again the schizophrenic Suns. I don't understand how they can completely not execute after executing in game five. Like they yeah. go to Dallas, and again, I I mentioned this as we previewed this game and when I talked about adjustments is you know that the Dallas Mavericks role players are going to play better. You just know it. It's it's home court. And that's the one thing we have going for us as we enter game seven is our role players will play better because they're at home and they get they feed off the energy of the crowd. You make one three, all of a sudden that starts to snowball and avalanche into a, a plethora of points. And hopefully if you're on the you're executing on the defensive end, it's a 17-0 run like we saw in the third quarter of game five. But that being said, you know this. Why not stick to your man? Devin Booker, again, was getting caught with his pants down on defense. Spencer Dinwiddie is making wide-open corner threes. I'm like, we just talked about this in game four. It's just, again, oh, yeah. it's not championship-level basketball. It just isn't. Now, that being said, like the Grizzlies, the Warriors, they're not playing championship-level basketball either. There's no one who is a terminator in this playoffs, and that's why this is so frustrating. If we lose to Dallas in game seven, an opportunity to go to the NBA Finals is sitting right there because if it's if it's Memphis or if it's Golden State, we have a chance against both teams. We're a great basketball team, but we can't get out of our own way. In Dallas, we can't get out of our own way. Yeah, and that's why everyone chose the Suns to go to the Finals. It was a no-doubter because of how great we played all season long. We just didn't know. Maybe we should have known about Chris Paul and the effect of him playing you know, these games back to, not back to back, but every other night and the toll it might be taking on him because he does look so exhausted we didn't realize, you know, it, that might affect everything because as good as the Suns are, and especially like when he, um, when Booker got hurt the first series, like, oh, we'll be fine, right? Because we have the rest of the team to back us up. You, I still believe that with Chris Paul being the way he is, but the fact that he's on the floor too, where he's just like the the team, the, the opposing team knows, the Mavericks know for sure something's up with him. That's, so they're not going to focus a lot of energy on him, like you said, and that just takes away from everything else the Suns are doing. And what whatever happened to Mikael Bridges and Cameron Johnson tonight, like you said, with Bullock last game, Bullock, excuse me, Bullock. You know he went zero for four last game or zero for five. Then he comes in, he he drains the threes. I think that's the same thing for the Suns. I feel like every time we're playing at Dallas, Mikael and Cameron Johnson just cannot get it going. But then 
Mikhail always has a bounce back game. So I'm always looking forward to that for sure. Well, and again, you talk about the twins, right? They combined for yeah. three of 12 from the field. Mikhail Bridges, one of one from beyond the arc, but he only shot the one, you know, so one for three for Cam Johnson. They combined for a total of 12 points in this game. You know, those are the guys you need. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. We talk about how shitty the bench played, but I mean, you look at Mikhail Bridges and, and how he didn't have a great game. Uh, he had only, he had a couple turnovers as well. I mean, everybody just, everybody's just throwing the ball away. Dog shit game, right? Dog those, shit are Aiden, game. those are Aiden's favorite games. That way Dayton could just be like, Hey, you know, hey, it wasn't me. Stats. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and, and again, like part of me is going to compartmentalize this and throw this game away because I really think that, you know, it, it doesn't matter. All that matters is the next game. I'm just so yeah. pissed because it is an elimination game, game seven. It's the first time that the Phoenix Suns under Monty Williams are playing in a game seven. Like it's Devin Booker's first game seven. I know they, exactly. You know what I'm saying? But dude, it's just so weird because the expectations for this team, this is why we get so upset. The expectations plus the way we're losing these games is where we just get blown out and there's yes. never any fight to get back in it. Yes. It's nuts. Except for last game, we went up, we were down by like six, I think to start the fourth or something, but then we just get blown out again. It's like the fight that we don't have and the shot making we don't have towards the end of the games is what's killing us and what's making us crazy. If we're losing these games in Dallas where it's like six, five, three, well, like, four like, points, like, like imagine if fine. you're a Bucks fan and you're and, or a Celtics fan and you lose to the Bucks uh, by two points like they did in game number five, right? Yeah. You leave that frustrated because it was right there, but you don't feel like you're like, hey, we make two adjustments in that final mm-hmm. two minutes. And we win this game. That, that's what made the NBA final so frustrating for the Suns because we were right there in the game. It was just like poor execution in the last two minutes. We yeah, were right there. True. Like they whooped our ass. We were in almost every game. I think there was one where there was a pretty, pretty big one. But I mean, outside of that, it's just when, when you have these huge swings, we win by 30, they win by 27. You know, it's just you don't know what truly is the root of it all. You know, that's what a lot of eyes are going to CP three. It's going to be interesting to see what oh, shout out naked HD back. Oh, damn. Oh, I already, I, I blocked it. I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm talking and blocking at the same time. Uh, you know, but I mean, you just, you really don't know what to think. You know, flex from Jersey. He tweeted out after the game. He says, this was absolutely embarrassing. Nothing else to say. Shame on the Suns for their effort tonight. They put themselves in this spot. Credit the Dallas Mavericks for bringing it tonight. Winner go home on Sunday, and I'm not losing sleep after this performance. Best team wins on Sunday. And I agree with that. I'm like, I'm not losing sleep on this performance. I'm just frustrated that they, the goddamn Suns put themselves in the situation to have to play a game seven against one of the premier talents in the NBA, and that's Luka Doncic. That's what you don't want. That's what Bill Simmons was talking about, too. You just don't, because Luka's been playing decent. Like, the thing is with Luka, I think he's very special, but he has even more in him. I feel like his shot making. I feel like it just hasn't been there. I know he's always like the 10 for 27 guy, but he hasn't had those games where he's just like in the later the of the game where he's just nailing every three. He hasn't yep. done that. Yet. And he All did right? that against Utah. If, game, if it happens in game seven, man, we're screwed because, you know, his sons can't match that, especially if Chris Paul, even though he's throwing these games, he has to be throwing these fucking games, dude. They had to do to make more money. You know, at work, there's this lady at work, sweet lady. She tells me that's just to make money. She believes in the Suns, but she even said game seven. I think there's going to be a game seven uh, just because they need to make their money back. And that might be all it is. None of this matters. I know. It, it, it feels like it, though, doesn't it? It feels like it. It feels like, you know. It the, t- that's why we're so weirded out. Well, yeah, it feels like it the Suns. It makes no sense. You know, if it, it feels like pregame. They're like, listen, just 
we need a game seven. There's been no games. There's been no game sevens thus far in the NBA playoffs, which is actually kind of strange because mm-hmm. typically, you, especially in those four or five matchups in the first round, like you almost always get a game seven. And sometimes in the, the three, six matchup. So maybe maybe Golden he, State. Maybe that one goes seven. Yeah, we, we'll see. I hope so. But let them both go seven, uh, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, I will say this, that I did tweet out, is it the worst thing in the world to have campaign start uh, game seven? Here are the responses. LOL, you kept the game on those last four minutes. You tell me. Somebody else, absolutely. Somebody else, yes, <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, yes. Anybody but pain. So no one has faith in camp. So Aaron Holiday. Why would we, know. though, John? You know that's a stretch. I know, I know. Uh, shout out to C Jack in the chat, five dollars in the super chat. We truly appreciate it. Uh, oh, we we have you. to commit hard to guarding the three. Half of their shots, especially role players, are from three. They live and die by it. That's how we win game seven. And that's what happened in game number five. We clogged the passing lanes, we defended the perimeter, we forced them to put we ran them off the three. You look you just look at three point attempts. You know, they had like twenty two three point attempts through three quarters last game. We blew them out, so anything in the fourth quarter really didn't matter. Whereas the previous game they had double that. And then again in this game. You know, they had a total of 39 attempts from beyond the arc, and they had uh, 34 of those through three quarters. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, they, they're just sitting back and just popping shots on us, and we're standing around, you know, allowing allowing them to do so. And you, you can't down do that. So you what, know, do you think, what do you think about what the big Warthog says? Start off for Peyton? Oh, yeah. I would definitely do that over Cameron Payne. No, <laughs> Alfred Payton, just move him maybe a seat closer on the bench. He can do that. Uh, but I was going to say, like, the way the, <laughs> the way the NBA is right now, like, everyone talks shit, right? Everyone is talking their own shit. Everyone thinks they're the best player in the NBA. I wonder if that has something to do with these games where we're watching the playoffs where it's just always one-sided, right? I think the only matchup, really, that, like, the Celtics and Bucks series, that's mm-hmm. the only series that usually goes down to the wire because you have you have Giannis, who never talks shit, just keeps playing. You have that, um, the Boston Celtics, I mean, Jason Tame barely says shit. You know what I mean? I feel like these... These teams and these players think they're always the best. And then when it's not going their way, they get so down on themselves and they don't want to kind of embarrass themselves by like going out there and actually trying and then failing kind of like a Ben Simmons kind of thing where he's just like too cool for school where he doesn't want to try because he just doesn't want to look stupid. I feel like that's something that's going on right now because the Suns talk so much shit. And that's the worst part about this. If we lose the Mavericks and all this shit and it's fun, right? It's all fun and game. when you're on the court, you can talk shit. But then the press conferences when Booker and Chris Paul go off and they do their little side like comments and kind of laugh at Luca and stuff like that, that's kind of going to come back and haunt them if this obviously ends in a Dallas win Sunday. <sighs> Man, I tell you. Well, here's the crazy thing is now the Suns on any ABC slash ESPN affiliate are 0-3 in this series, and we're 3-0 and on TNT. And it was great wow. tonight, man. We had J.J. Redick, which yeah. was, it was a nice break. Him. It was a nice break from Reggie Miller, right? And even I didn't though, notice them, so they must have done good. Yeah, exactly. That's the key. It's like, you know, he's just kind of there giving some good observations, not not saying stupid shit. Of course, you have Mark Jones doing the broadcast with him, which anytime Luka Doncic dribbles between his legs, he's like, Luka playing with his food. You know, yeah, how many times are you going like to say seven that? Seven times in the fucking series. But that, that being said, like, game seven is going to be on ABC. So, like, are we cursed on ABC? Like, and Scott, no, we're cursed because Chris Paul can't play basketball right now. We're going to have Scott Foster. Yeah, that's right. And then Chris Paul, his butt cheeks going to be exploded. I don't know. Man, and and then, of course, I'm I'm reading Twitter, and it says that Chris Paul said that he's good. But, I mean, he said that all during the finals last year. Something's up with him. Um, Did you see that tweet I put out where I was like, hey, at ESPN, 
what is this one-sided promo garbage? Because the promos over the last two days just were all Luca highlights. Mm-mm. You didn't see that? It's been viewed by like 15,000 people. It's got 826 <laughs> likes right now. By oh, it's your, likes. it's your tweet? None of them are, none of them are from Matthew. What? Yeah, I didn't see it. I'm sorry. Matthew doesn't like my shit on Twitter. You it's should okay. tweet it out from Jam Session, dude. Stop building your own brand. Build our brand. Come on. I, I tried to build our brand, and no one likes our <laughs> shit. I mean, everyone's just like, I don't care what. Jam it's because I'm doing the shit. Say. It's because I just put like, I'm just, I do tweets shit. like, I was like, what? I, I put tweets out there like that. I get two likes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm trying to think of what else to talk about in this game. I mean, it's just Did you again, subreddit? A, a big. I did do oh. subreddit. Do you think it's time that should, should we talk about the subreddit stakeout? I think so. Okay. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. So there I was hanging out on the subreddit for the Dallas Mavericks. It's not the prettiest place to be. Well, maybe <laughs> for them, considering they whooped that ass tonight. They were having a good old time at the expense of the Suns. But here's some of the things they said on their subreddit. First one. This is where I got it. They said TNT 0-3, ESPN 2-0. We got this. That was at the beginning of the game. And that's when I was just like, oh, man. Uh, Bitch Ambo. <laughs> Bitch Ambo? Yeah, instead of Bismack Biombo. He needs to play 40 minutes, dude. <laughs> Bitch Yambo. It was uh, one of the things they said. Now, obviously, that was after Luka Doncic backed him down and he played great Mm -hmm. defense on him. And then another play, he went and he blocked this shot and Luka Mm -hmm. flopped midair and they wanted the call and they just didn't give him a fall. They're like, out on you. Yeah. That's when they said that. You notice, like uh, every time Marquise Chris comes in the game, I like I never watch it, but I always hear after like he gets in a fight with somebody, yeah, almost hurts somebody. What is going on? I always miss that part because I just turn the game off to get ready for the he's, pod. He's just so pissed at the world because he's Marquise Chris because he does airball dunks. At that dude, uh, here we go. We should start the quarter with a hard foul on Booker, especially if they start to tic tac us with cheap fouls. That was going into the third quarter. They knew that Devin Booker was going to be out there and he was going to try to create contact and. Uh, then somebody said, it's dumb that we are nervous about a 15-point lead. That is how good the Suns are. I didn't feel it at all tonight, man. Me neither. We were down no, 15, I knew it was and over. I didn't feel it at all. I knew it was over. Yeah, we yeah. halftime where we were just like, whatever. Um, I think the ticky-tack fouls, actually, in the first quarter, I feel like that the Mavericks started getting really stupid foul calls against Luka to make Luka happy. Like The Suns were kind of doing good to really kind of maybe take a five, six-point lead going into the second quarter, but then yeah. they kept giving Luka these really crappy fouls. Like, seriously, they were – and I'm, I'm not bullshitting. I seriously think they weren't even touching him, and Luka would get him, I think, just to make him a little bit happy. It was well, the weirdest thing. It, it's kind of what happened was Bismack Biombo on that play was had a physical play on Luka, and Luka lost the ball out of bounds. And he started kind of crying to the referees as he typically does. Yeah. And after, and that was, you know, Bismack came in with 251 left in the period. And that play was kind of the next one, right? And then so what Luca does is he goes and he starts, you know, every play he's looking at the refs. It is, it's the one detriment to watching Luca Doncic because he is a great basketball player. The way he manipulates the court, the way he, that he can pass, uh, the way that he can play physical at, at his position. He really is a fun player to watch if you can appreciate mm-hmm. that. But it's his constant whining and, and pining the referees after every play 
you watch him and he just he looks over and he's always saying something to him. And I'm surprised, especially in the series, he hasn't been got a couple more technical fouls because he gets he leads the league in like techs or he's like top five for sure. You know, mm-hmm. but that's what happened in that first quarter was the next play. He comes down. Jay Crowder standing there and he just he runs by Jay Crowder and throws up a shitty shot and then they call a foul. And you look at it and it's like Jay Crowder's literally standing there. He didn't so, so so Jay's like this and Luca runs parallel to him, throws up a shitty shot and he gets a foul call. And th- those were free throws at the end of that quarter, unfortunately, and it, it expanded that lead for the for the Dallas Mavericks at that time. God save us. Uh, but here you go. Here's the other side of that coin, right? Refs are just dog shit. Luke and Brunson <laughs> hammered on one end with no call, and Paul and Booker getting calls for flailing. So again, it's all perspective. They're it is, yeah. they're seeing us because again, in that third quarter, the Phoenix Suns had how many free throw attempts? I think it was eight, right? Nine free throw attempts in the first quarter. You know, and and somebody had mentioned it in their subreddit. They said, "Be ready for that backlash," uh, because the Dallas Mavericks had 15 free throw attempts in the first half. So they, they, they were kind of getting themselves ready for it. Then it was happening. And then they said, uh, LOL, they can't do shit on offense. And they resorted to hunting free throws with flops and fail, uh, f- uh, flops and flails. It's just funny hearing that. Cause that's like literally the Dallas Mavericks game plan. 36 to 21. On it. It's like really like, I can't believe these, these fans that really think the Suns always get every call. It's crazy, man. I know if we, 36 if we're, free if we're throws calls, for the Mavs, it's always even 21 out. for the Suns. It's never been in the favor of the Suns. If we get calls, then it just means it's evening it out a little bit towards the opponent. That's it. Like we never can overtake them in free throw attempts, no matter who we're playing. Yeah. It's just, it's not the way that we play basketball. We don't go, you know, they say that we're, we're hunting and flailing for fouls. No, maybe your team's just fouling us and you're finally getting called for it. Cause you go back. It's like that one play Devin Booker's going up. He gets Dorian Finney Smith, like hits him right in the arm. Everybody's like, Oh, he like, and he boom. cupped his arm. He cupped underneath. his arm. He yeah. But everyone arm. does that though. Yeah. And I mean, it is a foul. Once it's you get a, into and, that, it's a foul. And it's a, and it's a foul. And even JJ Reddick said it on the broadcast. He's like, well, I'm glad they called that one. Cause that is a foul. You know, so they think that he's flailing. Yeah. It's like, you know what? Maybe he's being a little bit more extra. And by him, I mean Devin Booker, because he's he he's not getting a lot of foul calls. He he's realizes he's he's got to play the Mavericks game. He's got to do the Jalen Brunson every time after a play. He's got to be like. <laughs> <laughs> there's this new app Dude, on like Brunson's. There's this new app on TikTok where it's like if you hold it up to your face, it makes it look like you're crying. And so it's like, even if you're smiling, like it looks like you're crying, it's cr- kind of crazy. Uh, that's called the Jalen Brunson app because that's all he does is like walk around crying. Oh, well, two things. Are those Shannon's sunglasses? And they we can are. see that you're watching porn on the uh, the reflection. Well, so. Hey, the Sun's <laughs> Jam Session is my porn. <laughs> okay. Here's another one. Aiden, how could you assault your future teammate like that after the foul on Luka Doncic where he elbowed him True. in the face? I could see him being a Maverick. <laughs> the Devin Jenner flop tour continues. Okay, guys, it's obvious Suns suck when playing from a 10-plus point deficit. That's how we win in Phoenix. We have to come out strong and build a quick lead. That is a true statement. The Phoenix Suns have played horrible from behind in this series. They have not had any ability to come back on this team. They did a little bit in Game 5. I think they were down 8 in the first quarter, and they came back. Outside of that, they just haven't put any runs together, and that's because on defense, they're allowing the Dallas Mavericks to do what they want. And what is that? Drive, kick, drive, kick, three or something in the paint. That's literally their game plan. It's basic. And the, and the Suns, again tonight, couldn't stop it. 
And do you ever notice um, when we are down, it always seems like there's someone else bringing the ball up, like Sham and Jay Crowder. Uh, like even Craig was in there, like these guys bringing the ball up to set up the offense and they're just turning it over. It always seemed like that tonight where it's just like where we're down by so much, but every time there'd be someone else with the ball trying to fuck things up. Like it was never like consistent with book. Like, you know what I mean? It's always Luca yeah. bringing it up, right? Just always have it with book or something, but it was always just someone else just fucking things up. Yeah. I mean, the whole team was just fucking up. Like who do you think is the best guy to bring it up the court? A uh, booker for sure. It doesn't matter. Oh, I got does it, it in there though. Does it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter who it is. Everybody yeah, sucks. Off, the Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. But he sucks at bringing it up right now. Damn it, Suns. Damn it. It doesn't matter. You're right. It doesn't, it matter. doesn't matter. And once again, for Jalen Brunson. God damn it. I don't know what it is about your face, but I want to deliver one of these right in your suck hole. <laughs> oh man what else do you have in your notes oh i have um who did we not go over we, okay mikhail bridges i actually had some notes on this dude well here let's let's give him a drop even though he probably didn't earn it tonight the award. all right so my notes uh first quarter <laughs> i'm just gonna read them off i'm just gonna read them off what i said uh usually i mean that's what you're supposed to do but the best on the second cut, because leading Aiden to buckets, that's like the nicest thing he's done in this series. And I think it's the only way the Suns really scored is one of those second passes yes. to DeAndre Aiden on those and cuts. And they were fumbling those too. And that's, yeah. And Mikhail Bridges, the one where he just Sean Marion it away, where he just yes. like, he flabbergasted away or whatever that word means. And he flubbergasted it. <laughs> flubbergasted, that's a fart, right? Yeah, I think so. I'm flubbergasted. Um, but he was also, was he on ice skates out there too, man? I feel like he was just skating all over the place. He did not have any footing in this game. And the one thing that was different from his shots he was taking this game, usually they're going across the middle. And I think the first half he had some of them in the paint where he was missing. But he was like kind of like trying to have his own back down shot fadeaways. He never makes those. The ones he makes are like always the ones where he's just going across the lane. Yes. And someone and throws him the ball. Yeah, and then he just, you know, wide open from there. He missed a few of those, but that's usually his shot. I know he got, like, the three-pointer to start the third quarter, but after that, dude, like, even defensively, I mean, there was a bunch of plays where Doncic just got to the rim and dunked mm -hmm. it, and, like, no one was there. Jay couldn't yep. stay on him, but Mikhail just, he'll he'll disappear. He'll have these games where, like, oh, see, defensive player of the year. Look at this dude. Lock this guy down. Like, I mean, he's already locked down, but, yeah, thank God we signed this guy. And then all of a sudden he has these games where it's just like, where the fuck are you, dude? Where the fuck are you? I don't know where the fuck he's at. No, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, well, well, no, this no, no. Is just a waste of time. <laughs> no, you're, but but you're right though. It's just like I don't know. The Sarge smoke break. I'm sorry, Jamsters. I've literally hit the part of the podcast where it's just like I just I'm trying to make myself smile. <laughs> so Dario well, we Sarge, talk we about, miss you. We could talk about sticks and how every time you watch Craig and when a teammate's telling him like, "Hey, can you do what you're supposed to be doing on the floor?" Like whenever they're actually talking to him, because you never see anybody talk to a player like players talk to Craig on the floor, where it's like, dude, no, you're supposed to do this, this, and yeah. this. Whenever you're seeing that, how much more do you miss Sticks? Where Sticks just had such a solid ending to a season, and he showed a lot of promise. Like every time I watch Craig, that's all I think about now. <laughs> this is this is this is where we've we, the point we've gotten to. It's like, man, we really miss Jalen Smith. <laughs> well, come on, kind of right. You're I'm, you're not wrong. He, he was an like amazing rebounder. Year. He was a rim protector and a rebounder. Guess what? Yeah. We have a hard time with sometimes rib protecting and rebounding you know like yeah. you, you look at this game okay you look at, at the 
some of the statistics. The, the Phoenix Suns out-rebounded them 45-39, to 39, right? And we had 13 offensive rebounds to their seven, okay? But we only had 11 chance points, and they had eight. So it's like we didn't even win that battle in this game, right? You look at uh, assists. Suns only had 18 assists in this game, and the, the Mavericks had 18 as well. That's where the Suns kick your ass normally is on assists and that's yeah. how we get our shots and we, again it all goes back to the way that they're blitzing our, our guards right now and part of that is like uh, one way to to beat that if you will is you have mikhail bridges stand right in the middle of the court right right at the three-point line and anytime a blitz come he just comes right over gets the ball turns and just darts and now they're scrambling on defense and now from there he could dish the ball where he needs to do and it's just like they're just not doing any of those things i'll tell you a guy who'd be a great distributor In this uh, scenario. Limpieza profunda e higiene, confía en HS para un pelo 100% libre de caspa. Clínicamente probado. HS, shampoo número uno. Ricky fucking Rubio, right? <laughs> Ricky Rubio. Yeah. Ricky Rubio just got me to move a little bit, dude. Just a tiny <laughs> bit. Uh, yeah, that's, that's Papa Ricky, man. That's Papa Ricky. Yeah, that's a shout out to uh, Suns Geek, actually. Happy birthday to Suns Geek. Yeah, I happy think his birthday, birthday Suns Geek. He's I'm, a big Ricky Rubio fan. He is, and poor Suns Geek, man. You know, happy birthday. It's just the way it goes. Uh, I'm sure you've had other Suns playoff losses on your birthday. Oh, just no, guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, just kind of the way it goes, you know. A <laughs> uh, couple other things I want to talk about before we get out of here today. Um, yeah, I don't even want to talk about any of it. I'm just, I, I you, I'm so over this. Are game. you just making stuff up right now? <laughs> I mean, like, are we going to talk about adjustments? Maybe you want to talk about adjustments or? <laughs> Let's just give out the fucking hardware. Yeah, the game. Is there anybody who gets the jam star of the game in this one, Matthew? No, even Aiden's performance. Just I don't give a shit. Yeah, it wasn't. Sh it, it was too shaky. Like, what All are right. we watching? What are we watching, man? What do you mean? I just don't understand these games. I don't. I can't put my finger on the it. Schizophrenic dude. Suns, man. It's just, the schizophrenic Phoenix Suns. It's just. It's going to be a great article for Brightside that I'm going to write tomorrow. I'll tell you that. You might offend some people with that. Some people, some I don't people care. have schizophrenia. Yeah, I actually dad, wish I did. My dad has schizophrenia, so I know he does. <laughs> I'm offended. Yeah. Anybody gets offended. So, uh, game seven adjustments. Defend the perimeter. Uh, make your shots, and just be prepared for Luka Doncic to try to go nuclear. That's the thing. He is going to try to go nuclear. Luka is going to try to Giannis us in game six of the finals. He's trying to go for 50. I guarantee you. Oh that. yeah, he's going to guarantee take over. you that. In those shots he's not making, he's gonna make. I just I can see him just making it. And even going to this game, and I did say at work, I feel like there was gonna be a game seven. I don't think I said that before, but I'm like, I just can feel it because the way the series has been, you know, the Mavericks mm -hmm. look great and the Suns look great, and you just never you always think this the team that wins is gonna win the next one, right? Yeah, and that's the way it feels right now. So yep. of course the Suns will come out hot. Um, if Chris Paul can take, take off his dirty defense. diaper, take off that dirty diaper. Start playing some basketball, dude. I don't. If you can't play, put in Aaron Holiday. Everyone's screaming for Aaron Holiday. I know everyone. I, it's crazy, but we need some kind of energy out there. We can't have this take your time shit and just waste time when your offense needs a push because it's not working. It hasn't worked all series or even last series. I wouldn't. I would not hate like five Aaron Holiday minutes sprinkled in in that first half, especially if Chris Paul's hampered in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. I would not hate that at all because, as you mentioned, Matthew. He has an energy about him. Now, granted, he's not a great distributor. He's not a great defender. He could be somebody who could kind of 
against Jalen Brunson, potentially give him a little bit of trouble. Because again, one thing that Jalen Brunson likes to do is get underneath his defender, and that's how he draws his contact. He's going up into guys, and Aaron Holiday, you can't do that. You're eye level with him. You know, and, he, yeah. and if that's the case, defensively, it's going to be tough because he can hit those jumpers. He does the, you know, the the dream shake from 13 feet and he hits it. So that might be defensively something that compromises the Phoenix Suns. But that being said, if it's an energy boost, if you feel in any way, shape or form that you need an energy boost, I highly recommend some Aaron Holiday minutes. It's going to be a tense environment in that arena. It's going to be tense because if if the Dallas Mavericks come out and they go up by 10 at any point in that game early, it's going to be quiet as shit in there. Mm-hmm. Now, hopefully it's, it, it's loud. Did you notice again on the broadcast how like it was very loud in Dallas? No, you don't notice. these. No, things, these fans aren't annoying me. I don't know why I don't get annoyed. No, I, just, I get I'm more annoyed. The broadcast. Like I'm more annoyed at the broadcast because on TNT, you yeah. can't hear anything. It doesn't, it sounds like they're playing in a, in a closed gym and then you mm-hmm. go on ESPN and it's just like, <sighs> Oh, okay. Is that the you know difference? Maybe yeah. that's why they're winning. Um, that's yeah, what I'm if talking we had to, about. If we had to see Brunson's dad one more time, where how it starts with his sperm and how he became a man because mm-hmm. of his sperm and all this stuff, the road starts through his sperm. And the Suns have the to be resilient. The, the Suns have to be resilient, just like Naked HD in our chat, dude. Just keep coming back. I know. Naked more HD. More. For those of you who <laughs> are listening to the podcast versus actually uh, watching it, we get bots that come in here and just start talking all kinds of crazy and it's like this naked hd trying to get all of our jamsters to go watch some porn or something and i just that's uh great i took it out a few times <laughs> it's like, but, but it's like it's Matthew said, like that's the persistency that the phoenix suns need to play with the same consistency that uh naked <laughs> hd has shown up to the chat in game in and game out um uh, yeah i mean we just Go Suns, man. We 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 gotta we gotta win that one, man. We gotta we gotta win that one. I really want to. What do. happens if we lose? How are you? Are what? you gonna feel more mad just about yeah. Luca beating the Suns first, and maybe because I we'll remember cross that bridge when we get there. If we I know, get but there. I I did say, but I I know I I picked the Suns to sweep, right? But I did say whoever would win between these two, if they do match up, would probably end up going to the finals. I just. I just can't believe it's actually happening to where I can see the Mavericks going if they beat the Suns. And if that happens, I don't want them to because of the Luka thing, but then I don't give a fuck because I don't play basketball and I'll probably forget about it in two days. So cross that bridge when we get thoughts. Um, brains. Brains? A couple things I want to talk about, uh, not Suns related. The Philadelphia 76ers, Matthew, they're not going to the finals as you predicted. They lost to the Heat in what, six, five? They're done. Yeah, so they are done. done. Oh, he's going to be on the Knicks next year. I I think he's going to be a Knicks because if you think about any team that will give him a chance, it'd be the Knicks. Well, Um, it does suck because I think, what? Go go ahead. No, I just think it sucks because Embiid did get hurt, and now we're going to talk about he gave up. But having your face fucked up like that, you yeah. know, we we know with Joe Johnson, it just throws everything off. You can't yes. be the same player at all. Joe, Joel and he's Embiid, got a torn ligament in his hand. Had, yeah, and he has the worst luck. He really does. We talk about Chris Paul being hurt and all this shit, but Joel Embiid, there's always something wrong with him. And I think if he was healthy, they would have won the series for sure. I really do. I think they even maybe had a chance next series, but yeah, they're gone. That was my final pick. So I'm gonna. It's gonna be the Mavericks versus Celtics. It's <laughs> so shitty. Nobody, nobody had that shit. Nobody would be watching that crap. Um. Uh, on that note, you know, he also a rough two weeks for Joel Embiid. Ligament damage, 
you know, orbital bone fracture. Then he loses the MVP to Nikola Jokic. What do you th- yeah. what are your thoughts on that? I had Embiid and my I, I, I didn't send in. Yeah, I, I was kind of like, yeah, Jokic is the same season he had last year, right? I just thought it was. And Embiid, I don't know what else Embiid could have done to win it. I know maybe like five or six I more really wins maybe. Don't. But he had such a great year to do what he did through everything that was going on with the trades and all that. Jokic is amazing. He is. And I'm not even going to compare his season to the to the postseason where his team was just embarrassed like always. But it's just it's a thing where Jokic just did the same thing last year. And the team sucks dick. And you can see the Suns won 64 games in a season that everyone took off and everyone was fucking injured. So Embiid, this was his year to win. Like this is yes. what we were waiting for for Embiid yes. for forever. That's why I thought he would finally be rewarded. But it was like eighty-four to thirty-one first place yeah. votes yeah. in Jokic's favor. That was nuts. I just the voters clearly valued the fact that there was no Jamal Murray and no MPJ, and they still got like the sixth seed or whatever they ended up with the fifth, sixth. I don't even mm-hmm. remember. I think it was the sixth. Uh, I mean, that that's just what it comes down to. They don't value the – and this is crazy because it's like East Coast bias. you think they'd be sitting there rewarding what Philly had to go through, what Embiid had to go through, how he performed with the whole Ben Simmons thing and then getting James Harden in the middle of the season. It's just – it's tough to con- stay consistent, and he consistent he stayed. But it just goes to show you, like, there's some of these sports writers and some of these broadcasters, they sit on their toilet – they open up a book of basketball analytics and they just start jerking their gherkin because they, they're like, oh, basketball analytics. Oh, look what he did. His, his PR. You know, it's just that's what they value. And that's just kind of the world we live in. You know, what was the the statistic? It was the lowest number of first uh, of first place voters since Steve Nash won his second MVP with Phoenix. So, I mean, it was close-ish, but it was just, it, it's ridiculous in my opinion that Nikolai Jokic won his second one. I really think like what he did is more sustainable. And if you love jerking your gherkin, uh, twice now said on the Suns Jam Session podcast, to analytics, he's going to give you those every year. Embiid's never going to be healthy enough to give you that. The fact that he was this season is an anomaly, and I think he should be rewarded because he's an absolutely fantastic talent. That's the only reason because he stayed healthy. I know like um, uh, Jokic did do more with less. I'm seeing in the chat. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. He did. It's just Embiid, he just had the year we've been all waiting for, and I just thought he would be... Because re- remember last year where it was like Embiid still almost won it over Jokic after yeah, missing, but he was what, 30 too, games? Exactly. He was, he was too injured last season, though. That yeah. was the issue. Another thing to talk about is the fact that they now have these little things. For those of you who are listening, oh, I just pulled fun. up a picture of the Western Conference and Eastern Conference Finals MVP trophies named yeah. after Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. I'm going to tell you this. If anybody uses the Conference Finals MVP in any kind of legacy debates, I'm going to slap you. Because that is a just it's another kind of award where they're like, yeah, but LeBron had, you know, uh, eight conference MV conference finals MVPs. He he lost a bunch of titles, but he won a bunch of conference title or conference MVPs. I don't know if it was needed. Do you? It, I saw those next to the Western Conference and Eastern Conference Finals championship trophies, and I was like, "Are those conference championship MVP trophies?" Yeah. I'm like, "What? Why?" Why? We only measure Suns won Western Conference last year, but who gives a shit? Yeah, we just every player wants the finals. That's all yes. they want in the finals MVP. That's the only two things that matter. Yes, I, I don't. I just don't know why. And it's interesting because you know I wrote that piece for Brightside about Monty Williams winning Coach of the Year. And one thing that I did is I dissected uh, 
the awards process, if you will. Mm -hmm. And looking at it, you know, originally when the NBA started, there was two awards that they gave out every year. It was rookie of the year and uh, MVP. And then they added to coach a year. And then in like 1983 or four, I think it was 80, maybe 82. That's when David Stern was like progressing the, the brand. All of a sudden there was defensive player of the year, six man of the year, a guy who fills up the gas in his car, the sexiest of the year. And they started giving away all these different <laughs> awards. And now it's like, for some reason, I don't know why you would add this, you know, trophy and award. And I don't know if you saw, but they also like adjusted the NBA finals. I kind of like trophy. It's like a round. flat, it's like a flat color, like our shine. It doesn't have the shine. It's like a flat, right? Yeah. Well, it's also, it's like the basket's a little bit smaller and on the bottom, instead of being square, it's like two round pegs. It's just, I, I don't know why. I don't know why. And I don't know why Skip Bayless keeps choosing the Suns. I really think this is fixed. <laughs> and I think the Kardashians, all this has to be, they're feeding into Stephen A and Skip. Otherwise, why the hell would you care about the Suns? I just, <laughs> because I don't it's know something why. to talk to. Something to talk to. All right. I'll tell you this, Matthew. Here we go. Game seven prediction. What do you got? Final score and everything. <sighs> you ready for this one? Let's, let, let, let's go. This is what we're going to close out the podcast with. I think the Suns lose. Score? Close game. Uh, 107-103. Okay. I'm going to say Phoenix Suns win 110-98. to All right. Everyone's going to hate me next pod. Go home and love your titties.